Comp Day, the podcast supporting young professionals of color. I'm Dre, your host. So I've been very I've been waiting to do this episode <laughs> since I started this. <laughs> it's gonna be called Podcasting Will Give You Life. So look, I know I, I know I'm the shit, but I'm not that much of the shit to be sharing things because I'm still a baby in this industry. So I wanted to bring some um some heavy hitters. So <laughs> I have um, my studio mate <laughs> in here and um, just really a mentor in this field for me. Um, so I'll let I'll let her introduce herself. She's from the Thank Me Later podcast. Um, I'll let them both introduce <laughs> yeah. themselves. If you can share who you are, how you identify culturally and ethnically and any other identities you hold and what you do, all the things you do, all your hustles. <laughs> Year it's me, good looking Lee from the Thank Me Later podcast. Uh, first off, thank you, thank you for that. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm a black woman. That's exactly how I identify. I'm a black woman. Uh, sometimes, you know, I dabble in being the president of the refurbished dykes, but uh, <laughs> I'm just me. I, 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 I'm I'm regular. You know, I'm a black queer woman. Um, I podcast. I I freelance. I teach. There's, there's so many layers there. I got so much that I'm working on, but I'm just, I, I feel like I'm just the conduit for whatever creatively speaks to me. So, like, I don't know that I can even continue to label myself as something creatively. Like, I'm just creative. <laughs> You're a vessel. Yeah, 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 <laughs> You're just yeah. a vessel. Yeah, just... <laughs> and, and I got my uh, my co-host with me. Hey, hey, hey. Um, my name is Noelle Kay. And um, I, too, identify as a black woman, um, young black queen, <laughs> and um, um, my sexuality, I would say I'm exploring it. So that's right. I really don't <laughs> I really don't label myself anymore um, as far as my sexuality goes, even though people do. Um, but I really like to stay away from labels. I'm not a really judgy person. I've always just been one with the air as they say in the universe um and i'm actually a singer songwriter i'm a creative um but podcasting um and co-hosting actually on a podcast i wanted to have my own but um i was lucky enough to meet lee and join the thank me later team so i appreciate being here thank you for having me dre well thank you (laughs) Um, and it's just been an awesome opportunity to explore some more of my talents that I didn't know that I had. Um, I've always been told about my speech, how I speak. I'm articulate. Um, sometimes people say I have a sex operator voice, so I always thought this was like a calling to just have my voice in people's ears, um, you know, in an audio form. So, yeah. So let's start with. Thank you. So you both are in the podcasting field. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I did not know podcasting existed until I started listening to The Read. I was like, podcast? What is that? Like, And they were like, basically it's like a radio show, but like 21st century. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? And then I got into that. And then I started listening to other things. I was like, oh, hit or miss. But then some pe- when things are a hit, it's a hit. Like, your show is a hit. So can you kind of ex- share with the listeners what your journey with podcasting was like? Did you know this already? always existed um when did you first hear about podcasting when did you feel like this is something i'm gonna try um did someone introduce you to it did you just dump jump in um like all okay. like by yourself so, into it so i've been podcasting for a little over a year now i've probably known about podcasts if i've been podcasting for over a year i've known about them for two years so i don't really remember how i stumbled upon podcasts but i'd, I'd heard the word it was nice. Was like, oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's what's up. Like, you listen to people talk. Okay. I'm like, whatever. But growing up, I was always like the class clown. So they was telling me, people was telling me, yo, you should do TV and radio. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. And then um, I ended up, I was a photographer and I ended up moving to London. And I was just like, yo, like stuck creatively. Like, I didn't want to take pictures. I didn't want to write. Like, I had a blog on my website. I didn't want to write anymore. And I was like, yo, I got to do something. Like, I'm one of those people, if I don't create, I'll go crazy. So I was like, yo, I should just give this, this podcast and stuff a try because I'm listening to Tax Stone, listening to Joe Budden, Queens Flip. I'm like, I could do that. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm listening to them. It sounds like I'm in there with them. I have views. 
for some reason, some crazy reason, I just was like, people want to hear what I got to say. Like, <laughs> like, I never was like, well, what? I was like, they want to hear it. What if they don't listen, though? Then I was like, damn. I don't care. I'm going to do it, right? So I was shooting for a web series before I left, so I still had ads on Craigslist looking for a crew. And then uh, Matt from the studio reached out to me via Craigslist, like, don't do so this, dumb. though. I tell people all the time, do not do what I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do what I did. Wait, wait, like, well, you met here. people on Craigslist? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Matt and Brianna are good people. They're, right. they're very Thank good God. people. I yeah, loved you up. On but that you could have been on Eyewitness News. That's like, what? Eyewitness? I could have been on Channel ID. Like, like I could have been done for, mm-hmm. right? Don't. But when it's meant, it's meant. That's right. Don't do what I did. But <laughs> he reached out on Craigslist. He, he wanted to schedule a tour to the studio, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Me like an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. This is amazing, right? So I go do the tour. I got these two, these two white people. They like six feet. I'm five three and a half. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm doing this. We here with it. You know what I'm saying? So I send everybody my location. Like, hold it down, hold me down, right? So I do the tour. The studio we had back then, compared to what we have now, was disgusting. It was trash to me. That studio back then, that was my saving grace. Like, that was my, my bad boy records. I'm like, I'm with it. I'm doing it, right? So I record three episodes in one sitting. One Sunday, and I'm thinking, okay, I got something. I'm gonna keep going. I'm supposed to come in the next week or like two weeks later. The studio gets shut down. That's it. Dang. So now I'm scheduling guests. Now I'm like, you don't even know me. You're gonna think I'm full of shit. <laughs> studio gets shut down. Then I'm like, all right, cool. So Brianna's like, yo, I understand if you're gonna leave. Um, just let me know if if you can hold off. I'm like, I don't have nowhere else to go. Like I'm gonna stay. I stay. We get the new studio. I come back and I just start going crazy. Like, I'm just booking people left and right. I'm sitting there. We doing three shows back to back to back. And the numbers start going wild. Like, it wasn't something that I was just like, yo, my show's good. Like, don't get me wrong. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I said it. You got to speak it I said so. my show is going to be fire. But I honestly didn't know that my show was going to be fire. I said it because I thought I was supposed to say it. Mm. I said it because I thought if I said that, people would give me a chance. If I said, yo... This is fire. You should listen. People would give me a chance. They just started giving me chance after chance after chance. Shit just started going wild. Like, three months in, I had hit the number one show out the studio. Three months. I'm like, yo, give me six. Like, <laughs> give me six. Like, I got more. I, I mean, got more. I know. You, did, you bust out here like Rihanna. Like You, you know, know what I'm saying? You, like, you came through from Barbados, like, and you were like, <laughs> oh, you think Ponda replays it? Like, you guys, yeah. all y'all thought? I hear that, because that's exactly how it was. Son, three yeah. months in, the numbers go wild, right? So I'm like, okay. They they listening, right? So I had started with one of my closest friends as my co-host. Uh, it just happened naturally. She was my first interview. She's my first everything creative. That's my man. And I just was like, I want a co-host. I always sort of thank me later having a co-host. And I was like, if I'm a, why would I go pick a stranger? Like, I was interviewing people, but I'm like, you my man. We right here. We work well. So we start doing a show. She's a rapper. Music naturally picks up. You know, you, I'm, you're not about to make you pick between my dream and yours. Go do what you got to do. So I start doing it by myself. Now, now I get to a point where I'm like, nah, I don't know if I could do this. Like, I never thought Thank really? Me Later was a one-person show. Yeah, I never, I never thought that. Not a one-person show where I just bring in guests. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have somebody there. Like, I didn't even like my voice on the microphone. You have a nice voice. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you. But well, I hated smooth. it. It's like, so smooth. It's perfect. Yo, like I, she reminds me of um Get it right this time. Please. <laughs> Please get it right. Please. Angie. Angie Martinez. I said it right. See? Ooh. Ooh. Well, your voice is smooth. Like, you know, I love hearing you on the airplane. Thank like I'd be you on so the flight. I'd be like, yo, <laughs> like, it's good looking Lee. I'm Thank like, you yeah. so much. I couldn't stand it. Like I, I was like, nah. Right. And even to go back, right, before before I started podcasting, I had applied to iHeartMedia because I was just like, let me just get behind a, a machine. And the job I wanted, because, you know, you can't just start me at no $5 or something. The job I wanted that was, it fulfilled me all around. They told me I needed 30 years. So at the time, I'm 25. Mm. Like, I'm like, what? I can't do it. I'm going to go independent. So now, fast forward, three months after I started podcasting, I, I hit number one. Then I start seeing, like, People listening in like Spain and France, and I'm like, yo, you don't you don't know me from nowhere. Like, <laughs> Thanks. you don't know me from nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And and I just wanted, I wanted to continue to give people the content that they appreciated, but 
it didn't feel like like I'm not a content creator. Like I just create good content. Mm-hmm. Like I just I didn't know really. Like I didn't know that these are things that people were missing. Like I didn't know that the stuff I was saying was stuff that people would feel like, oh, that's what's missing in the lane. Nobody's saying this stuff. When people be coming in, I'm like, what you mean? Like I say it all the time. And just to be more specific for folks who may not be familiar with you, what are the things that um, were missing that you kind of, like, you're bringing? So, like, my perspective on, like, failure. So, there, for a very long time in my life, I felt like I was a failure. Like, I just was like, yo, like, you're you're disgusting human being. Like, you're funny, though. So, I guess keep going. <laughs> like, like you're disgusting, you. but keep going, right? And... Right now, where I'm at, I always tell people, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but I've never taken a loss unless it was a death. I've never lost. Mm. Everything that happened, it had to happen because I'm I'm very hard-headed, so I had to learn some way. And I've applied it. I've been able to apply it no matter how long it took me. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't just getting hurt on Monday and applying this shit on Tuesday. I'm talking (laughs) about years in between. But it had to happen because if it had happened any other way, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I kind of got to stop you there, though, because I feel like when you say the only loss that you've had is people, I think that subconsciously, especially since I've come on board with Think Me Later and we have similar like life paths of losing people physically, they're not a loss. Like I think she brings a lot of awareness um, to her show, which is why I kind of gravitated towards it. And I even think our interview took off so well and why we're sitting here today hosting and co-hosting together on the show because it's more of awareness rather than like letting people know um what it is to fail and like pick yourself back up I don't think even losing people you've failed or you've lost anything they're always with you and I mean maybe I'm a little bit like further in that kind of like divine space to know that and sometimes I think Lee knows it, but she just, she's not there yet to fully, like, be in it. Because, like, even saying, you know, um, I didn't know I needed to create, con- like, content. I just have it. It's like, you knew your show was going to be popping, but, like, your intent wasn't to, like, push that on people. But you were. Like, you were speaking it into existence and you didn't even know it. So sometimes I don't even think she knows the awareness that she's bringing, even behind, like, failing and coming back out of it it's not really a loss like even when you lose people it's more of a transformation i'm learning yeah, that it's now a it's transformation. a transformation but these are the views that i was bringing to people and i wasn't like like i won't sugarcoat it like i've had people i've had musicians come on my show and be like like i'm like you know what's, what's going on why music and it's like you know well i i obviously want to get out of the ghetto and it's like miss me with that everybody wants out of the ghetto why music for you like so me making people go deeper made listeners gravitate towards me me not sugarcoating how i feel me saying whatever i feel even if it's not politically correct (laughs) made people like and i'm thinking they're gonna get me the fuck out of here like and it made people come back like they was like nah like it was a point in time where i just wasn't i wasn't dropping consistently i I hadn't found i hadn't found my groove Mm. in releasing episodes and people hitting me up like yo what's going on like what's up Where's where's the episode? And I'm like, you listen to this? But people want, like, someone who's fearless, like, behind their words. Because we're, like, it's not natural to be. Like, and even though fear is implemented, it's not real either. Like, I have that. I believe in that. It's made up. It's still placed. So people want to hear, like, people that are like, okay, I don't really care what you think of me, what I say. My intent is not to be offensive. My intent is to be real. It's to be honest with you, my perspective. Like, everybody I meet, like, has a different view of me, has a different perception of me. So I think that has to be taken into consideration, too. People want that. They're afraid to say it. Like, I need you to speak up for me. I need you to, like, talk for me. Like, it's hard to to let your pride go and follow someone. Like, let someone be an influence to you and admit it. Especially when you represent certain communities that, like, it's taken a while for people to accept. I don't believe that our community is accepted. Wait, what? what is? I don't believe that uh, the queer community is accepted. I never have. I, I don't think so either. I think, it's and specifically, tolerated. I think mm-hmm. women in the community are not accepted or brought to the forefront. It's always about white gay men of a certain mm-hmm. physical physique or age. Mm-hmm. And they do the most feminine stuff and people is like, this is it. 
I hate it. Or or yeah. over mascul or performing yeah. over masculinity. And they're like, yeah. oh, he is the pinnacle of beauty now. But then like women have been completely erased from the community at right. times, even though women are the only reason why we're still here because right. who was carrying our bodies when we were plagued with HIV and AIDS and there was no medication? That's right. Lesbians by women women in the all community women. All uh, women. who and also who was who threw the stone into into stonewall a black trans woman like and i think there's just a lack of um remembering like these are also the gatekeepers in our community when we were falling apart they were there mm. and i don't think that reciprocation happens it, it's more of that um the crab and barrel mentality like oh we're making it out and that happens specifically even amongst gay men because the white ones will look at the, the black ones yeah. like da da the Latinos are like oh well we're gonna make it too and mm-hmm. then the black ones are like what and then some of the black ones are like bye and it's just like we it doesn't need to be like this because at the end of the day they all look at us like this um, but like like you were saying um, you said like your content has um, a specific perspective from a woman in the community and um, I, that's by mistake I never I never <laughs> like this stuff literally just it was just meant. I never looked at myself or heard myself speak and was like, yo, I can represent, like, my queer community. That's always been something that people were telling me, like, yo, you have to rep for queer people. And I'm just like, I don't. Like, I actually don't. I have to repre- represent me. Like, <laughs> this is what I have to do. Like, I, mean, I mean, that's if, the best way to represent. Yeah, you have to be yourself. Because it happens naturally in the other pockets of yo, the things that you, that you stand for. So. Out of nowhere, the mm. queer community was like, they opened the gates and was like, this one here, protect her. Like, and I was like, yeah, protect me, y'all. That's facts. Like, hold me down. You know what I'm saying? Like, even on the internet, like, I made my Twitter page in high school. I didn't even use it properly. We never realized this is free marketing. Be smart about it. Out of nowhere, like, when I started podcasting, I just started getting back. I'm like, nah, I got to build my network. Now... I could go on Twitter and be like, I'm sad. Not that one. She ain't sad. What's going on, Lee? I'd be like, yeah, relax. I'll just joke it. Because like, you'd be giving people life. That's yeah, like, like, like I feel this- like she's like a Twitter celebrity. Like, when I see <laughs> her on there and like, even some of her like Twitter family and friends, like they've even welcomed me and like following me and engaging with me on Twitter. And I'm like, from one social media platform to the next, it's totally different. Because even on the, um, the Thank Me Later page on Instagram, Lee's always like... I need you to like help like doing this because it's easier for me to promote on IG and PR for myself on IG for my music. So it's like there's a pocket for me to like kind of just help with that. But looking on Twitter, you would never know that she would need my assistance for something like promotion on IG. But it it varies from like social media to social media on like what your audience wants or what they support you for. And Facts. I, I could so, drop yeah. a bomb on Twitter. <laughs> it, it go nuts and then I'll put it on Instagram it's different and like it won't it will go crazy but not as crazy and I'll just be like do y'all know who I am that's me too on Twitter <laughs> I'm like, like dang do y'all like, know you need, to get, you need to get your networking up on Twitter and I'm like um I yeah, tweet like yeah, nah. people don't respond I can't force it, them cause Twitter is like a talking form Twitter is the right the written version of podcasting y- yes it, yeah. it, it is an okay op- I can see that it's opinions yeah. and, and verbal facts like it's a table also talk. the news is on there and I'm just like well, what do we it's believe a table what talk. do we yeah but when you have to start like getting news updates from like ABC and like what um, CNN and all of that on Twitter it's like what's real anymore what's what is serious that what what should we take seriously what is feelings based what's opinion like what is the truth like it's hard to I, gauge i mean i think the hard part is that there is an education in teaching people about sources and what to trust and like in general and i studied poly like a political science related field the fourth branch of government is the press mm-hmm. and unfortunately social media <laughs> is now the press and, but the thing is that a lot of people now walk into social media but they have not been trained to understand sources so let's do i'm just gonna give a little tutorial guys dot gov safe even if trump's in power dot gov is safe <laughs> okay it's all facts and calculated information cool. it's mm-hmm. not opinion based if there's things missing that's different but if things are on there it's true mm-hmm. um dot net is okay dot org amazing dot yeah. com is not always to be trusted that's everyone dot right. com is not your friend right it's anyone not... can make a dot com that's so fact. like .gov, .net, .org. Usually it's a very hard process for these things that happen and they have to follow certain procedures to even be releasing information. 
But um, to kind of divulge back, so the partnership that you both have in terms like you're bringing um, mm-hmm. some new things for Lee for the Thank Me Later podcast. Tell me a bit more about your journey, Noel K. Like, what has that been in terms of you're an, an artist, but now mm-hmm. you're on a platform that's a lot more. Um, I think podcasts have a different level of scrutiny because you can you can make music and music may have certain um, themes in it. But music is very still universally accepted. Yeah. And versus like your opinion or what you say or your <laughs> right. response is not always treated as such. So what has that transition been like? Be How has that been for you? People be wanting to see you sing, not hear you <laughs> Like, they'd be like, oh, she about to share opinions. I'm out of here. Um, You know what's crazy? I would even say maybe, like, my whole life, just how I've been in my relationships with people, friendships, um, you know, romantic relationships, I've just been, like, a good listener observer and then like a good responder except for when it comes to like sharing my own feelings and being vulnerable but it's okay it's okay i'm working on it um so being a musician what i didn't want to do going into this is like focus solely on like relating everything to music or like my journey to music i kind of wanted that like co-host branding that co-host vibe just from seeing me sitting in this chair seeing me in the the space of podcasting so whether it's events actually podcasting on the show or doing something like this being on your show right um but I never wanted um my music to like be forgotten or anything because I'm still working pursuing it but I think what I loved about the Thank Me Later podcast was that Lee does not focus on artists. <laughs> like her, her interview, and I was blessed to be an artist on her show. I mean, even knowing like prior to my management at the time reaching out to her, she kind of was looking at me, but didn't reach out. I suffer from chronic procrastination sometimes. Yeah. And I had so, to run across her page because I did an interview with someone who was a mutual and she just came up. Like, I noticed once I start adding people, like, they friends that's be popping up. So I'm like, <laughs> what your friends do? Because, you know, I got a little platform and whatnot. And I had ran across her page and I was like, oh, she can sing. And, like, in my head, I was like, oh, you should reach out. And I'm sure something else was like, oh, you should do this first. Right. So I just so went to go do she that. She forgot. Right. <laughs> and my management reached out. So that was like fate in itself or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And doing the interview, seeing how we work together. So, well, first of all, we played a game and that was awesome Mm -hmm. because my attention span is kind of crazy with like now engulfing myself in social media to constantly be putting my life out there socially to an extent. Oh, my goodness. You've never you've never been able to focus ever since then. We played a game of Uno on her episode, and she was able to answer my questions and play the game. But in real life, if she's even texting <laughs> and you talk to her, she'll ignore you. So but I just realized you, know. you did it. Yes, I did. It could have been very bad. So it could, right. And I always kind of pride myself on that. But then it's like, okay, do you always just have that focus in professional settings? Like, you kind of have to do it in your personal slash professional settings. Because, I mean, I don't have an office that I work out of all all of the time when I'm mm. working on my phone as a musician or even now as a podcaster and promotion and stuff like that. So I'll get in my phone and just be in another world and people will be talking to me, but I have to complete this. I have to complete this comment, this these hashtags. And it kind of gets crazy. And I know the people that are in my space at the time get really annoyed with me, but I'm trying. I mean, it, it is a hard space <laughs> to do because hard. you have to, like, even when I put out my Instagram stuff, I have to really focus. If I'm listening yes. to a recording, I have to be really focused. I have to make sure that everyone feels heard, validated, and involved. So, like, for my guests, I let them listen to their episode before releasing because also some of it's work-related. So I'm like, I don't want to get you know, I don't want you to lose your bag. So, like, listen to this real quick. <laughs> let me know if it's good. But yeah. there's a lot of focus that has to happen, and I don't think people n- realize they that don't. podcasting requires a lot of you sit down, focus, listen, Yes, so watch. I'm even learning with this that it, it's a balance of, like, focusing on one thing, you know, doing something else, being on live, referring back to questions, like, and not taking away from the energy that you're providing the guest or even if it's just an episode with me and Lee. Like, so I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting the hang of it. You know, we do meetings all the time before our shows, just an update from last week, what to do better this week. There was a time where I did better the week before and I wasn't as good as that week 
before the next week. But I take good constructive criticism, I think, and I follow good directions, I would say. Um, <laughs> just being um, in the industry already and, like, going through certain things, you kind of just have to have that ear to listen and absorb. You don't always have to take what people give you, the suggestions, but especially if you're new to something, like, I don't want to disappoint her. So it's a it's, it's pressure that she's not putting on me, I'm putting on myself, but I do that naturally in the business that I'm in. So it's it wasn't... It's not something I took on that was completely different element of being a musician. There's a level of expectation. But there is a level of expectation that's different because she's, in a sense, my boss. Like, I'm my own boss on Team No Okay, but, like, working for somebody else on their baby with their baby, it's much different. I'm also very gentle with you. I'm also trying (laughs) trying, uh, You are, you are. I'm trying to let people know that I'm shedding this uh, mean friend image that I have, so... Let's yes. be clear. I'm very gentle with you. Yes, uh, you are. I, I thought you. Were ge- I always when I listen to your episode. Okay, so my okay, the first two episodes I listened to, one was with an artist, mm-hmm. but another episode, and I was not ready. But I mean, it had to happen. Was a you touched upon sexual assault with a guest, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. you were so it was a different side of you that I didn't mm-hmm. see because mm-hmm. I only saw you in the studio. Um, either I saw you behind the scenes promoting mm-hmm. the podcast, or I saw you as a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see that other side, and I was like, "Oh man, Lee, damn, you got range." (laughs) So like, and it's not an easy topic to navigate through, but um, Mm. but to kind of, it's even amazing, like your relationship, and you said you have meetings. Mm -hmm. So I do a podcast by myself. So I have internal meetings by myself, (laughs) or I email a guest. But essentially, if you. A lot of other podcasters I hear complain about, oh, well, my co-host this and oh, my co-host that and I can't. This one doesn't do enough and this one doesn't do that. And there's just a lack. I think everything boils down to communication. communication. So can you kind of discuss a bit about your do, do you have a separate meeting for creativity? Do you have a separate meeting for just we have meetings um, feedback? All day, like, like, <laughs> like what? No. We so, have notes like we have. <laughs> wow like (laughs) it's business all the time that's the thing like it's always business everything like we could have a personal conversation and it will turn into business that's very very quickly we're very business oriented because we both know and we understand like right now i'm i'm changing my life you know what i'm saying right now the stuff that I'm, i'm doing right now is gonna put me that much further in the next six months so the communication we have and this is why I I was okay with bringing her in, um, because I'm very selective and overprotective with Thank Me Later because I've worked so hard. But our communication is it's organic. Like I met her. And, you I, being politically correct. Let no, her be no, no, honest. No, I'm, no, no. Be on, honest. Okay, I'm waiting. We careful because you ain't always believing a sister. You feel me? Be, be, I didn't always believe in you. Hold on. Wait a minute. Communication Hold wise. On. Okay, be very clear. Yes. Noel's no. That's what we're talking Noel's about. Communication, communication at one point sucked. I was getting there. I was just trying to get okay. the nice stuff out. Okay. okay. I wanted to be very nice. First. I like nice last. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. You know, I always believed in her. And then when I met her and I did her interview, we we vibed. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm attracted to energy. And if my energy, if my spirit calls to you, then that's just what it is. If it doesn't, you'll know, right? So we 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 kind of bonded energetically and we exchanged information. And I said on the show on her episode, like, yo, you should come back. You got a, a good voice. And she was like, yeah, because I'm going to come back, right? <laughs> and I hadn't seen Noel Case since that episode, right? And that's okay. There's and that, and reason that's, that's for okay. that. That's okay. I was I was hitting Noel K up and I was getting no answers. And I'm that thinking, is not true. I, or I See, was getting answered two days I'm gonna later. I'm going to just wait for you to finish. Or I was getting answered two days later. Nonetheless, we met again for another episode. And mm-hmm. from there... It was like, yo, like, what's up with you? You you forgot about me? Like, I'm Lee. Like, I don't know if you know, but I'm Lee. And it was just like, yo, I'm like, Noel K though. So, and that's what's up. And, and, and that's what's up. You know, and then there's that. And there's that. <laughs> like, right. And then it was just like we just started talking about, um, you know, her coming on the show. So then we we did our first sit in, and even before the sit in, for the whole week, I'm talking about we making notes. We're uh we're bouncing ideas off of each other like hey what how does this and work? i think this that was like? good because lee was saying like yo i do my questions like the day of i, I can do, do i can sit you. there and do like, a whole interview the day of two weeks before because at the time i had management 
And that was kind of a flaw in the situation, too, because my management was like, do one show. And Lee wanted me on the show. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was see, that communication line of one word saying, do a show. And she's like, do the show. That's more permanent versus trying something out. So I was getting the try this out and then we'll see how it goes after more so. And that was out of respect for Lee. Like, what does she want? Does she like it? You know, my management didn't want to just jump into saying, here, this is your spot. Because if anything goes wrong, you have to take that from me. And that could hurt me. That could hurt the show. You never know. So I understood where the communication was, but what she wanted wasn't communicated to me. So we were kind of playing like a telephone type of thing or a messenger type of thing. And then my birthday came and we were out and we talked in um, my hotel room and she was like, yo, I want you on the show. Like, this was not a one-time thing. What do you mean? Like, once we cut out, (laughs) And I was like, okay. Once we cut out the middleman, I was like, okay, I want to do this. And I wanted to start my own podcast. I had plans with with an old friend that fell through. It was just like my ambition, my drive is always there, but other people, other people's aren't. So when the opportunity presented itself again, I was like, oh no, like I want to do this on my own. So there's someone that believes in me and this to come on their team. We could do something. And because our, our episode went number one, I was like, oh yeah, we could do this. I like what you mentioned when you said you had other friends you wanted to do it with. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, they want to do a podcast with their friends. I knew specifically the message that I needed because I built something I needed. I was going through a lot of shit and I was like, I can't find resources that help me. So I was like, I'm going to make it my own and bring in people that can help little by little. But everyone's like, oh, I want my friend and me to do a podcast. And they get mad because one person... They have different forms, different definitions of work ethic, different definitions of what their mission or the foundation of their podcast is. And it's like all because you have a good conversation with your friends does not mean that you can build a whole brand. You can might have you might do a good episode. That was me. But it's it's not easy. We had a great title even for the podcast, but it was like you're not consistent and I'm accommodating. So I was like, all right, I know your situation. I know mine, but. I'm going to invest regardless. So I will spend my last dollar on my dream. And even monetarily, you got to yeah. do 50 50. Yeah. People don't realize they. Me, I was like, I'll do 100%. Just show up because our content of what we were talking about was great. Like having a friend that you can disagree with and y'all can still sit, chill, smoke a blunt, and still watch TV for hours in a day. That's beautiful. A lot of people get into disagreements and arguments. You got to walk out the room. The day is done. It's over. People can't handle understanding and then still having two different opinion two different views on the situation so for me i was pushing for that so i was like listen i'm gonna pay for everything the studio time i just need you to show up but, you but know, it was a disconnect there was there was no drive there for what i wanted from her you know what though i think people should realize just because you sound good in a room with your friends <laughs> and you like them and they're nice it doesn't mean you guys are supposed to do business together and this is for That's me someone who wants to do business with her friends i like yeah, I, me i'm too. very selective of people so once you're around yeah, me that's i it. always just want you around me so if i'm going to do something i'm going to find a way for us to do it together and this is coming from me not all of your friends are built to be business partners. That's the fact. And that's okay. Or even entrepreneurs. And that's okay. It's okay. We tend to be upset because our friends don't go as hard for something that we want as we do. That is not okay. And not in podcasting that many people don't realize is an industry like every other industry. So it's like if you, exactly. if you fuck up yep. with your friends, you will fall apart like any other that business adventure. I've had people tell me like, yo, what's so good about podcasting? It's easy. You don't really do anything. And I'm like... What do you do, Nancy? <laughs> you do nothing. <laughs> so while you're doing nothing, enjoy this podcast, and I even, which was not easy to produce. I even think that's where um, some of my pressures come from, too, and like not wanting to disappoint because you don't want to disappoint somebody that you still want to be around on a personal setting. Like You don't want to have to deal with that, like, okay, this is not for you, and, or this is not for me. I want to separate. So commi- the commitment you have... Whether there's a piece of paper that you sign or not, you're contracted to the contract to the is key, baby. But contract Make sure is, you let them know. Contract Contracts. is key. It's beautiful. I love love a good contract. love a good document to sign and solidify. Notarize that. Right, notarize. But I always that. told Lee too, like, okay, this is why we have contracts. Yes, cool. But who who wants to show up to a job where somebody doesn't want you there? Like right. my contract puts me in the seat, keeps me in the seat. You too, all of that. 
But like if we're in a bad space, bad energy because of lack of communication or we can't get over a hump in communicating, who wants to come to work and who wants to work well, under those circumstances? Yeah. My thing is like not every moment's happy, but I, I'm a firm believer if you both are invested in the specific foundation and you're not getting along, work it through. Let that yeah. be public. Let that, right. I mean, not nasty public or just yeah. public. Like work it out. Subliminally. Versus, like, yeah. First, <laughs> like no, don't yell, Dre. Please. <laughs> I mean, no. I, yes, mean me. I mean, not subliminally. I mean, talk it out. Exactly. I mean, I go to too much therapy to lie to you about that. Exactly. You have to you have to just work it out. And I think people need to know <laughs> what civil what it feels like to work with. some. It's like a marriage. Spouses do not like each other for some years. If mm-hmm. you're together for decades, there are some years that ain't hot. But the I foundation you have is for the relationship and the in the the life that you built together so essentially there aren't going to always be good times however there's a lot of learning opportunities for both them and the community around them when they're respectfully going through their disarray but if somebody's not invested that's understandable when you need to completely shut down and cut it off that makes sense and there's a really nice way to do that but i think if both parties are invested and there's somewhere this can go yeah, disagreeing. Even like, the intentions, though. Go. Yeah, my I'm fault. Sorry. Nah. Also, don't don't ignore the red flags. Like people, I think we we've lost the art of admiring something and not pursuing it. Like not everyone is the one. Mm-hmm. Like I can look now, looking back, I can see why some of my my personal relationships did not thrive in business. I was also ignoring things that I was seeing that I yep. knew I didn't like. So it's like, yo, like. Accept those signs. You know what I mean? I have friends who we do amazing in the room speaking. We do ama- our conversations. I wish I could get those on air. They don't need to be there, though. I know that. I, they, I, they don't need to be heard. You can heard. just bring those conversations I'll to have your those conversations space, with right? other people because other I know people, my right? friends. It's topics. I know, it's... and it's no shade to nobody, but I know that how I conduct my business. I know that when I'm in business mode, I need things to go the way that they need to go in order to assure everything runs smoothly. I know that these people who I'm having these conversations with, they're in a different space in business. I'm not bringing that to me. So I will take the subject and yes, I will shop it around for other people. <laughs> we'll get the episode done. Some conversations are meant to be sacred, meant mm-hmm. not to be heard unless you're in the room. Right. That's just what it is. So, but I really mm-hmm. loved what you said, though, about foundation as far as like, you know, us building or anybody in a podcast that, you know, they have hosts. We check in hosts. with each other all the time. How right. am I doing? Yo, I'm good. But even the intention from start, like you always tell me like. I'm not looking to like drop an EP, EP or a mixtape. I have no, in- I don't got no basketball intentions game. to use your what you're doing yourself individually for my benefit. And that was me too. Like Lee thought that I was like, yo, okay, this this is a platform where I could push my music. I could constantly just talk about it, relate to it. And I was like, ew, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I I've suffered <laughs> suffered I don't, I don't like sounding like a victim but i've suffered from lack of support from my peers that i support i don't complain i don't cry but the alternative to that in this situation was i'm a co-host these people that we need on the show we need content we need guests i'm here i can contribute that i know a lot of people but these are people that don't play my music don't support me bring them on the show have them sit here they got to take pictures with us they have to I'm going to benefit off of that in my music regardless. So I don't need to be pushing a track, pushing the the relationship that I was building in this room on the show. We need to be talking about the content on the show. And whatever comes from how we promo, they have to tune into Noel Okay, They have to tune into to Liam, everything that she's doing. So it wasn't, I wasn't looking for another way. It just happened like that. So the fact that the intentions we had they just aligned. They aligned, yeah. and it just built a foundation that was going to be beneficial for where we were going individually, made a better team regardless. But they need to know how often we really do communicate, though, because like, <laughs> we check in all the time. Like, like yo, yeah. how, how, am, I, am, yeah. I, am I telling you what you need to get done in a way that you, yeah. you can understand? Am I saying it to I'm very yeah. aggressive. So I'll ask her, like, yo, did I say that wrong? Like, did, was that too much? She'd be like, no, nah, I could take it, but... Forget the fact that you could take it. Did I say it wrong? But I'm just we'll, different we'll with speak. business. Like, I yeah. have an issue, too, with how I... People have an issue with me who work with me and they have a personal relationship with me that when it comes business time, it's a switch that goes on. There's a hat that comes on. There's a light that goes on. It, I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. I'm not your 
girlfriend. I'm not your cousin. Like, there is business. That's why That's we work. It. Yeah. It's professional. It, I'm getting to the point. I have to say what I have to say. I'm not trying to be sweet, sugarcoated for you. We got to get the work done because when you're an entrepreneur and you're freelancing your work and you're starting, you don't get paid all the time. No, like, no. I haven't been working at a corporate job, a nine to five job for over a year now. Congrats. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I still make sacrifices with my savings. I still make sacrifices with the money that I do make here and there with music. And it's because I really know this is for me. This is what I'm supposed to do. Even with Lee, like, what you need from me, I'm going to do it. I'm a part of this. I want to be a part of this. You have to, like, let me in and give me some of that, not control, but help that, give me um, the space to help and push this. Because if you have two people behind it, it's better than one person. I don't want you pulling my hand along in the situation. I want to be next to you and pushing the wall with you so I, I think that's that's another thing too like working with people that you have a personal relationship with they have to know the boundaries like leave the sentimental emotional stuff like <laughs> at home we don't have time for that so in terms of working together podcasting has a ton of opportunities which mm-hmm. i still have not explored yet but i want to kind of hear um before we close out but like there's events mm-hmm. yeah there are um panels that mm-hmm. people you might have been invited to like what are the different opportunities um, that you have been exposed to because of Thank Me Later. And how do you navigate that? Because I know that if you can either get one ticket and you're like, okay, I have to do it, or you might get tons of things. You're like, well, these things don't really fit what I'm doing. First of all, I love the fact that she loves to travel. <laughs> Me, even with music, if I go anywhere, I'm shooting a video, I'm networking, I'm handing out business cards, I'm trying to go to open mics, I'm trying, to, I'm face-to-face on foot traffic getting my name out there and what I do. So the fact that she loves to travel, we're already in the space to be like, okay, we're going here, 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 and we're working. Leisure trips, that's cool, but like... Those turned into work. Yeah, they just turned into work, so you might as well just plan around work. Yeah. So that's um, the first thing yeah. I, I really like. Appreciate it. Um... So, thank me later has opened up doors. There's, there's no cap. There's no cap on this because I've gotten uh, events. I've gotten, I did a a live podcasters. What is it? It's a a podcasting. Look, now I'm losing the words because I'm nervous. Uh, Why are you nervous? We just did an event at a high school. Wait, so I, I did a I did a live show. My first live uh, podcast was in Chicago. And that's a that's a yes. really huge thing. Yes. Every yes. podcaster wants to do a live show. Yes, that my first live show was at a podcasting festival. Yes, you have uh, another one coming up. Like, yeah, I, I had a podcasting festival in Chicago. Shout out to the shy. That was my first. I went there by myself. I went alone. I did the show alone. It turned into like a Q and A and me just assuring people that you know, thank me later is here for the long run. Um, I'm I've booked booked for hosting parties. Um, I've gotten. Radio, um, I've, I'm I'm getting. She booked. was a panelist. Oh, I like spoke last at a high school. Week. I like, spoke at a high school. Come on, <laughs> I spoke at a high school. I'm I'm, I'm She's so <laughs> humble. Yo, right, like I'm working on more speaking engagements. Uh, definitely want to tap into the youth. Uh, I teach kids. Uh, I I just think I owe it to 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 children because there's a a level of fearlessness and determination and like just focus that children have that I think when nurtured can go so crazy. People are aging you older get, don't you get, listen to us. That's you get it. you get to being a certain kind of grown, like 18, 19, 21, and it's like, nah, I got this. Right. Or and you then, like take and, it with a grain of salt. And then you get scared. The first obstacle. Like the studio shutting down, I could have gotten scared and been like, nah, this ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like me not having a co-host, I could have been like, nah. This ain't for me. Um, so I don't think that there's a cap. Like, you know, TV, uh, radio, community. Like, there's no cap on We're where. We're actually going to the Roots picnic right. in Philly. Oh, nice. So, okay. yeah, I, even opening that up to you, that's like a, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's free, but it's, it's a concert in Philadelphia. But going, put yourself in the room. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, when I find things like that, I mean, 
prior to being a host, I wouldn't have gone to the Roots concert. No offense. I mean, there were, there were opportunities there for me as an artist. But once I seen Joe Budden's podcast was going to be there, what was that? There's another podcast. A couple of podcasts are going to be there. I'm like, Lee, we're going to this. Like, mm. I have a friend out there. We're going to go out there. Mm. We're going to we're gonna vlog. Um, yeah, there's, there's just, just no opportunities cap. are yeah. endless. I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm a podcaster, so I have to do like audio stuff nah like i'm even i'm about to host um a chef she's doing a tasting i'm about to host her tasting like i didn't think from podcasting i'll be hosting a tasting i have a book club like you have a book club I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah no, you I do started, have a book club i started a book club, a book club. I remember <laughs> like Sorry, from, from podcasting i started a book club like this there's no you could do whatever but for me i've always wanted to do everything so podcasting opened up the door to where i can show people like hey this is great there's more, you know what I'm saying? So whatever you want to do, I'm telling you, like, if you're a podcaster, you, you kicking down every door at once. So you have to be very gentle with yourself when shit fucks up because you're opening so many doors at the same time. So before we close out, I want to go. I want to go there. I want to go to the juice. OK, so our industry <laughs> has a ton of people. OK, the way that other podcasters relate to other podcasters, okay. I meet people who there's a level of like I'm this they don't want to talk to you <laughs> and then there's people who are very like kind and sweet and they want to connect with you and then there are people who want to always mesh their platform with yours and I'm just like specific mine's mm. very niche Yeah. so it's very I have to be very careful how I mix things mm -hmm. because the minute it doesn't sound like what it's supposed to sound like it's like I'm creating something different and I could make something completely different but this is not what this what is what you want right so how have your um how have your relationships with other podcasters in the industry have been? And also people think because we're part of a studio, mind you, our studio is lit. Gotham right. Podcast Studio, right. one of the best. Bags. I just found out one of my friends' podcasts here. I'm like, Am I going to see you today? They hold <laughs> us down, but everyone thinks yeah. that when you're at a studio, all of a sudden you're supposed to become famous. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, yeah. the studio gives you the tools, but you need to have the drive and the initiative to get yourself wherever you want to go. But um, if you can explain kind of your relationships in the industry. You know what's crazy? So there was a point in time where, well, I'm sure we still do it. We do tours, right? And a lot of times I'm always, I was always here. People would be like, so... Like, so when I sign on, right, and I get the package, I just come record my show and it's going to be a hit. And it's like, nah, like, that's not how that works. Like, she got a hit. You might not have a hit. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I always told people, like, the studio didn't give me the drive. I came here with it. I came here and knew, like, y'all might not give me a chance because I didn't have a network at all. But I'm going to fuck it up if you do. Like, I'm going to really, I'm not going to fumble. So my relationships very quickly started to show me mm -hmm. that uh, you can't, one, you can't be moved. If they love you, appreciate it, but you can't be moved. If they hate you, learn from that, appreciate it. But, but it's you never can't really hate. It's just okay. they hate how you love. Okay, but if <laughs> they... I think if, we have that in common. Okay, yeah, but if they don't like what they're hearing, appreciate that, but you cannot be moved. You got to be solid in, in whatever it is you feel like you believe in. You cannot be moved. I've been moved by... Some people who have liked my content, like, what? You listening to me? That's crazy. This is lit. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you got it. Like, We're we going to do something. And that was just for the airtime. We aren't doing anything. You wanted to come on this platform. And because you wanted that so bad, you've come here and you've made it sound like you believe. But and, it shows and, you. And we're doing something. But after we rap, these are people I've never heard from. I've done shows with, with other podcasters and they've done me crazy. You well, maybe even I would even say like from maybe a perspective that you've shared with me that you'll get that energy and then they come and they mess up the show I've or had, like the content is not as you I've had people jeopardize my content. I've had people take stuff out of interviews that I've done for them because it's like, nah, I don't want nobody to know you're doing that good. What? Like, mm. yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, I've met some amazing people. I've built, I, you know what I'm saying? I've built some amazing relationships, you know what I'm saying? Just from putting in the work and keeping my head down and being here all the time. I, I met you. I, every show in this studio, whether I know them or not, every show knows me. Every show knows Lee. That ass. Yeah. If, if, like, like if there's awesome. a show, if there's a show that don't know Lee, I'm looking at you like you just got here. What you talking about? That's a fact. Like, they probably just came. I'm looking at you crazy, but we're we're growing so fast that it's like not every show is always gonna know me. So like, 
I appreciate the fact that I was able to bond with those because we started such so small. I was able to bond with every show. Not every show is is supposed to be the the show that you consistently merge with. Sometimes it's a one off thing. You got to give those relationships the space, though. I'm getting opportunities from people who I'm not even knowing are paying attention to my show. And they like, yo, I record at the same studio. You think I'm not listening? Thank you. <laughs> Thank I you. A, I have a little different journey on, like, But your journey with so. podcasting just started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but this, I mean, and I'm just giving the cue. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Means. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, even, um, like, some opportunities, people have hit me up in the process of me becoming a co-host for interviews, for interviewing me as an artist. And they conflict. So my choice is always to do my job. And if you can't if you can't work around my schedule because we do that. Like if when we're when we're planning, it's like, okay, this is a Sunday and Lee's like, no, if we can't do it on a Sunday, we'll figure it out and work it out. So another podcast for me would have to do that for me. So I haven't and it's not a loss of an opportunity. It just kinda shows you what what they're willing to do and because maybe now I'm in a space of competition because I'm doing their job now which I notice um even in music because I manage myself and I've gotten I've opened so many doors for myself and even other people people hate that like I've had managers not like me I've had artists not like me like I've become a target to so many different branches PR because I do all of that so even now with like certain podcasts that like want me as an artist, it's like, no, I'm a podcaster. So, but to wrap it, <laughs> <laughs> to wrap it, you just got to give these relationships the space to be what they are. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop, stop. Some people forcing, just want to be next to you. Stop forcing relationships because you see potential. You know how many people don't hit their potential? Stop forcing it. Just stop forcing yeah. it. It looks bad. I like that. That's, I felt that personally. I felt that professionally just <laughs> now. <laughs> Thanks for that. Things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, no, that's. I really do enjoy both of you here today. Thank um, you. I've enjoyed you, this. It's awesome. This the, is like one of my calmest interviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the way this works, everyone knows, you know, studio time is a thing. So we have to stay on time, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and since y'all want to know what really happens in the side. Um, but I really do appreciate you both. Um, Good looking Lee and Noel K for joining me today. Um, I hope that some folks leave with more like anecdotal tips to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, because people know the structural pieces, like they know equipment, they know studio, mm-hmm. they know um, monetization, but they mm-hmm. don't know the actual process, mm-hmm. especially when you have other people, co-hosts or guests. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for both thank sharing you. yourselves. God bless. And I yes. hope the best. All right. Clock out.